We want you to feel welcome and engaged. And um, uh, this lesson, what we're doing is most definitely as 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 good for us as members, but it's also good for you. And so one of the things that we believe as a, a, a church is that we believe in the Bible. Believe that the Bible is the word of God and that you can actually open up the Bible and you don't have to be like a, a theologist. You can open up the Bible and you can actually get something out of it and you apply it to your life, it would change your life. We also believe that you can never reach the bottom of it. It doesn't matter how old you are as a Christian or how young you are, you can always grow and learn. And so this is, as, as a church, we're learning how we can grow, not just with God and Jesus, but also with the Holy Spirit. And so if you're new here, to he- if you're new here today and you're kind of new to this, the, the Christian conversation, uh, what happens is, believe it or not, that sometimes Christians disagree with one another. I mean, it's shocking, I know. I know it's not like, you know, contrary to your experience. And so we're, we're going to have a conversation, like I said, about the Holy Spirit. We're going to focus on the book of Ephesians this, this morning. And because wh- who is the Spirit? When we, we hear the Father, the Son the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, you know, a lot of times there's a lot of controversy about that subject. And so we just want to do a bunch of one-on-one stuff. Amen? Yeah. So before we do that, let's, let's pray. Prayer's good. Yeah. Uh, Heavenly Father, I just want to come before you and just ask that your spirit is upon all of us as a community, as a church. And I pray that uh, as we engage into your word, that you just open our hearts to you. Help us to learn how to help us to cultivate how we can see you more in our lives, God. And so I thank you so much for us being here as a family. In your son's name I pray. Amen. Amen. So Jesus, uh, on the, 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 the night before he's betrayed uh, and crucified, he, he goes to his like kind of like his followers and, and he, he looks at them with like a straight face and he says, you guys are going to be doing the same thing I'm doing. And, I mean, we read this in English. It says, whoever believes in me will do the work that I've been doing. He says, you're going to even be doing greater things. I mean, we read this, and we're like, okay, I'm like, Jesus, like, he, he, like, rose from the people from the dead. He walked on water. He fed thousands. And so Jesus says, how this will work, and, and Peter kind of talked about it last week, is that he says, unless I go, the Spirit will not come to you. But if I go, I will send them to you. And so he says, how this work is that I'm going to return to the Father, and, and I'm going to send you another one of me, a Holy Spirit, that, that literally will, will, my presence will be in you, not, not around you or among you, but actually in you, that, that, that you will be indwelled by God. He says, but when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak of his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. And so he says that this spirit, it's going to guide you. It's going to lead you. It will speak with you. It will actually remind you that you're a child of God. The spirit, if you listen to the spirit, you'll actually grow to, to learn, you know, the obedience of what Christ's likeness is. I mean, this is a big deal. Because whenever, we, you know, the Christian community has a conversation about this, it usually has two extremes. It has this, this one extreme where it's the, the elevating of the spirit. And so it's because it's so extreme, you know, it's it, with all these gifts and spectacular stuff that, that that's, that's the only thing that's talked about. 
And because of those extremes, you know, people tend to go to the opposite extreme, where you neglect the Holy Spirit altogether and don't even want to have a conversation about it. And so I just want to have, I, I just want us to, to kind of put our faith and, and practice this in the text, into the scriptures, okay? You guys with me on that? And so before we start, I want to remind us, and Peter talked about this last week, is that the spirit is a him. It's not an it. You know, it, it's, it's the spirit is God in us. It's the way that Jesus is with us. And so the expectation lo and behold, is that we begin to look more and more like Jesus in our lives because we have the presence of God and the presence of the Spirit in our lives. Because there should be a difference between someone who, who doesn't have the Spirit and, and someone who has. And so the question today is, and what we're going to be talking about today, is how do I grow into the Spirit life? And so Paul begins to answer that in the book of Ephesians. So we're going to kind of focus on this scripture today. It's kind of the basis of our scripture. It says, be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. And that's so true. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit he says, speak to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music with your hearts to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so he, he, what's fascinating here is when Paul is writing the, the, this, this scripture, when he's writing this letter, he, he's actually writing to a church community. And, and early on in Ephesians, and we're going to see this in a second, but he tells the church, hey, you already have the Spirit, which raises the question, why would he say, okay, if you already have the Spirit, be filled with the Spirit? I mean, like, why? I mean, are there like two? Because in the English, it sounds like, okay, you have the Spirit, but you're not filled with the Spirit. And so this is what we're kind of going to focus on, okay? And so we're going to go to chapter 1, verse 13. I, I want to let you guys know before we get started, I'm in a good mood. I'm just letting you know, and I'm asking you to join me to be in a good mood. I know some of us are kind of like, maybe woke up, kind of just like wanted to stay in bed. And maybe some people online are doing that right now. But you are here now, and so you are invited to, to join with me in being in a good mood, okay? You guys with me on that? Okay, great. So Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13, this is Paul, and he's writing to a church, and he says, and you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth. The gospel of your salvation, when you believed, you were marked in him with a seal. The promise of what? The Holy Spirit. So does it sound like they already have the Holy Spirit? And then later he says, be filled with the Holy Spirit. It sounds like it. I mean, it's interesting. Well, what about this? Chapter 2, verse 22. In him you are being built together to become a dwelling, which God lives by his what? Spirit. I mean, it sounds like he's talking to the Christians who already have the Spirit, right? What about chapter 4? I wonder what this says. It says, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, which whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Does it sound like they have the Holy Spirit? Correct, right? So why would he say, if you already have the Spirit, be filled with the Spirit? 
I mean, it just sounds like, you know, is it possible there's like two things? And so what I want to talk about today is, and am I over making this point? Absolutely, okay? I'm trying to make this point for us to understand. But the question is, is, is you know, before we answer this question, I just want to present to you kind of one concept, okay? So what we're going to do, we're going to kind of embark into like, like an intent 15-minute stretch, and we're going to have like a conversation that you might get lost. I'm just letting you know ahead of time. It's gonna, we're going to talk about a little bit of some Greek and stuff. And so I just want to let you know in like in probably about five to ten minutes, you're going to hear like a bad joke. And then you're going to be like, you know, asked to be reengaged. Okay. So relevance is like 15, 10 minutes away. Okay. And so Paul says, be filled with the Spirit. So we want to, you know, ask, you know, look at the question, if they already have the Spirit, why be filled with the Spirit? I mean, the, is it possible in, implication that he's talking about that they have the Spirit? Why would he command be filled with the Spirit? You guys agree? You guys with me? And so he uses, he uses this word filled here. And this is what I want us to kind of focus on, uh, this word of, of fullness, because this is so central to what Paul is writing about, okay? So we're going to look at... This passages about fullness and being filled. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 19. And this is Paul, and this is part of his prayer. And he says, to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that they may be filled, there's that word, to the fullness, to, to the measure of the, all the fullness of who? Of God. Okay? Chapter 4, verse 13. This is Paul, and he's talking about Jesus being equipped with Jesus, and he says, until we reach the unity of faith and the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, obtaining the whole measure of the fullness of who? Of Christ. And so this is what I want us to see. This is, I, what I did here, I, I, you know, I got these scriptures from like Bible Gateway, and I put on like magic PowerPoint, okay, our keynote, and I want us to see, this is what he's saying here, that you may be filled with the whole uh, you be filled with the measure of the fullness of God. Then in chapter 4, he says that you may obtain the whole measure of the fullness of who? Christ. And then we see in chapter 5, it, it says that, that you'll be filled with the Spirit. Does this kind of look like the Trinity to you? Like almost, right? And, and so I want us to understand that this is not like some like foreign thing that Paul's like talking about. He's saying, hey, you have the Father, you have the Son. You have the Spirit. Now be filled of them. You guys with me? You, you have the Father. You have the Son. You have the Spirit. So, so be full of what you're filled of. Grow in the capacity to learn and to discern and, and to serve, to be led by God in your life. So I want us to see that when we have a conversation like this, be filled with the Spirit, it's part of a bigger conversation where Paul is saying, you have the Father. I just want you to be, you know, full of the full measure of the Father. You have the Son. I just want you to be full of the, the full measure of the Son. You have the Spirit. Be filled of the Spirit. Now, this doesn't kind of explain exactly, but I just want us to understand, this is not, when Paul's talking about it, it's not like coming from like left field. See, what Paul is doing, he's talking to normal followers of Jesus, and he says, you have God, so be filled with God. Hopefully that makes sense. Kind of does, right? And so what I want us to understand 
is when Paul writes like this, he's talking to people who are now and not yet people. And what that means is, in virtue of you being in Christ, you're holy. But in a sense, you're not holy. And so the invitation is to to be who you already are. I mean, the scripture says that that I'm a saint. I mean, because I'm a a Christian, because I I follow Jesus, I'm a saint. Now, if you look at my life, am I always saintly? Like 95% of the time, right? Absolutely. Am I always saintly? No, of course not. And so because of my attributes and, and because of my union with Jesus, now I, 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 I'm called to live what is already true of me. It's like the example I always give about being married. I always give this example. Look at this. Look at this. Who's this good-looking guy right here? I don't know who this is. It's actually a beautiful woman. It's my wife. I mean, on, on April 24th, 2010, I was pronounced a husband. On that day, did I know what that meant? No. And so for the rest of my husband's journey is to live of what is true of me. I mean, this is what Paul is arguing here. In this whole letter, he says, okay, um, you're ministers, so be ministers. You're holy, so be holy. You're, you're adopted, so act like children. And so that difference is, is huge. It, it's because it, 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 it's different than moralism. It's different than religiousness because the gospel is that Jesus has already done the work. Now live in light of it. And so Paul will simply say, because you're now and not yet people, put your old self to death. Kill it. Because now you're, you're now not yet people to be filled with your, what you're full of. And the reason we talk like this is because what has been done it is that we, we are people who, who, who coexist in two ages, the age of sin of death and that passes away, and the, and the new age of redemption through the power of his Holy Spirit. Both are, exist in us. I know who I am without the Spirit of God in me. And so I might have lost you kind of, <laughs> kind of completely, but what I, what I want us to see is when Paul is saying this, he's saying, okay, you have the Spirit. If you're, if you're a, a follower of Jesus, you have the Spirit. But he wants us to, in a way that we experience the Spirit in increasing ways that we can see the fullness of the Spirit in our lives. You guys with me on that? Okay, we got like six people. Great. Okay, you guys are with me on that. We can go for, further, okay? So Paul... He says this in Ephesians 5, what we've been reading. He says, instead, be filled with the Spirit. Now, I want us us to see this word I highlighted or underlined, actually, filled. In in Greek, and I encourage you to to even study this out for yourself, this word filled in Greek, it's an imperative mood. It's an expression. It's it's a command. It's not a suggestion. It's an exhortation to... To, to do something. So it's a command. That's the first thing. And the, and the second thing, this word here is in plural form. And so we have to understand it's, it's actually written to a community. It, it's written to a church. It's not written to a bunch of individuals. 
And so he's writing to a church and says, hey, church, don't get drunk on wine, but church, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, this is very important. The reason that that matters is because you and I, we, we, we look at the scriptures with these, like, individual lens on, you know? What does this scripture, like, mean to me? And that's not the question we should be asking. And Paul is always writing to a church, and anytime he's writing to an individual, it's a, to an individual about a church. Because one of the things we need to understand is that the scriptures are always part of something that's bigger than us. It's the truth. And so it's written to a community who, who need each other. I mean, one of the things, I, you know, on a side note from, you know, I know we're talking about the Holy Spirit, but this is important for us is as, as a church, as a community, I mean, the, the best way that you can wreck your relationship with Jesus is doing it alone. End of story. I mean, we were meant to be together. That's the way God designed it. And so Paul says, be filled with the Spirit. And the third point I want us to understand is that it's in a, it's a, it's in a passive voice when he says, you know, you know, be filled with the Spirit. It's in a passive uh, imperative. We know it's an imperative, meaning that it's a command, but it's passive, and so it means, because it's passive, it means that you allow something to be done to you. I mean, this is really, really important. This is why we're talking about it, because can, can you fill yourself with God's Spirit? No. I mean, there's no formula, there's no mechanism, there's no, like, three-step plan to fill yourself with God's Spirit. And so the command is to allow something to happen to you. To, to, for you to be filled is to allow something to happen to you. Now, we have a part to play in that. We, we, we pray, we ask, we seek. We don't agree with the Holy Spirit. We, we obey to all sorts of things. But the command fundamentally is that you don't fill yourself. Is that you allow God to fill you. Make sense? I mean, it's in present tense. It means that it's not just like a one-time thing, too. It means that we allow on an ongoing basis to experience God's life to be filled. It's important. It's important. We understand we allow God to fill us. There's no way I can do it on my own or try to fill myself up with God's spirit. And the last thing I want us to see is I want us to see nine results what happens when you're filled with the spirit. And I got to tell you, what we're going to see right now is crazy some crazy stuff. So it might get a little uncomfortable, okay? I mean, some of you guys might get freaked out on what the passage we're going to look at in a second because it, this is what he says, this will happen to you when you're filled with the Spirit, okay? He says, this is what's going to happen, he says. He says, the Holy Spirit produces all kinds of fruits in your life. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. I mean, is that crazy or what? I mean, I don't, I don't even know where I could find something like that, you know? I'm being sarcastic, Okay. Okay, you guys with me? Told you it was going to be a bad joke, I guess. I mean, so what he's saying, Paul is saying, okay, look, be filled with the fullness of God. Be filled with the fullness of the Son. Be filled with the Spirit. And so what happens, church, that you allow that to happen. And because you allow that to happen on a regular, ongoing Christian experience, what will begin to happen, church, is that you learn to love more. You learn to be joyful. You have peace. You're patient. You're, 
You have this sense of kindness where you care for others rather than yourself. You, 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 you have this sense of goodness that's about you. I mean, something about you that, that they see Jesus in you. Amen. That you're faithful when times where it's difficult. You have this spirit that helps you to be faithful through tough and difficult times. You have this sense of gentleness when something doesn't go your way. And you're self-controlled. See, I want us to see, number one, again, if you're a follower of Jesus, Paul's right. He says, you have the spirit, but be filled with it. Allow it to produce something in your life. The best example I can kind of give you, what this actually means, is that um, I want to contrast a, a balloon with a, a cup here, okay? This is hopefully it will make sense. So I have this balloon here, and I have this cup. And I, see, and I've heard this before, and I always thought, like, my, my Christian walk, you know, this is what I was taught, and I've heard these analogies before, that, you know, being filled with the Spirit was something like this. Okay, I have this, this, uh, this cup, this fixed container. When I was converted, I have this fixed container that was filled up and that went, went in my soul. And so I'm filled with this spirit. And every once in a while, I just start leaking, you know, before you know it. And so God has to come and, like, fill me up. Like, I'm on this highway uh, of life, and I'm just, like, traveling, and I'm just, like, losing gas. And God's, like, coming back and, like, filling me up. I mean, that's what I thought. I mean, that's what... I thought it was like, I know, like, I have this fixed container in my soul, the Holy Spirit, and I just messed up every now and then, and God's just there to always, like, top me off a little bit. I mean, that's what I thought. And so, you know, this is the, that's not the image that Paul gives. He gives something like this. Now, I'm going to make a pony in a second, okay? Now I'm just playing, just playing. <laughs> so, it, let, me, let me show you something like this, okay? This is a balloon here. Now, is this balloon full? Well, kind of. I mean, it's full to its size, in a sense. Can it get fuller? Yes, it can always get fuller. If it's small, it's still full to its size. And so the best example that, you know, be filled with what you're full of it's full now. I mean, it's not like leaking or anything, but it, this balloon can experience more fullness. And so that's what I think Paul is getting at. He says, you got the Spirit. If you're a follower of Jesus, if you're a Christian, you got the Spirit. But hey, you know, it's not like there's more Spirit out there waiting for you. He says, you got the Spirit. But to grow and progressively grow in the fullness of the Spirit. Here's another example of my marriage. If we could go back to the slide. You know, here's me getting married again. And again, the example I, you know, I want to give is that, you know, this day when I got married, I was pronounced, we were pronounced married, right? Now, did we live in the fullness of our marriage that day? No. I mean, that, that day, I'm just telling you, I had one agenda. My agenda was like, survive the wedding and like, get to the honeymoon. You know, my, 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 my wife's agenda was totally different. Her agenda was like, hey, we're gonna have like candlelight dinners all the time. And you know, well, he's gonna wash my feet and we're gonna have like bubble baths and listen to Dave Matthews all the time. And he's gonna cook for me. 
right? I mean, she had this like unending like romance. My unending romance was totally different. And so what happens is, you know, because of human life and because like sin, you know, and human life collide, you start to realize like, oh my gosh, this has work, you know? Like we're pronounced married, but, you know, there's still a lot of work that has to be done. And so even, you know, even though, you know, we realize, you know, hey, we're married. It's not like there's like more of my wife out there that I'm waiting for. But now we're called to live in the fullness of our marriage. It's the same thing as, as we're called as Christians. And so it's important for we understand this because it's not like, you know, like uh, this idea where I, we hear, you know, to be filled it's like we, we think of this like gibberish where we think that like it's just something out there that where God has to like top me off because I'm just, I just mess up. I mean, that's not the image. Except Paul says, listen, that you have the spirit, but it can always be fuller. You can experience more. And so what stands behind what Paul is saying is that that many of us, I know that many of us earn, yearn for this more experience and this more of God in our lives. And it's because we have the spirit that yearns for that. Now, the reason, the reason that this matters, you know, when, when I came to this church about 18 years ago, I know some of us have been here longer and some of us have been here shorter. Uh, I got to tell you, you know, back then we were very conservative as a church, I mean, we just were. I mean, I remember the exact day that the Charismatics invaded our service. I remember. I just do. I remember it was like in the middle of our, our worshiping and we're singing. And I guess these people who came in didn't know the rules of our service. And in the middle of the song, they start like raising their hands. And they kept them up there. And I remember like people were just like, what's going on here? Like this, they don't know the rules or what's going on. I remember, honestly, I remember talking to my roommates on the way home about this. And so when I talk about the Holy Spirit, I want to I share that, I want to let you know, I, I come from a very unhealthy place. I, I'm as conservative as they can be. But, but what I've learned in, in virtue of my brothers and sisters here, what I've learned through the text is that far too many of us, even, even myself included, have this like kind of legalistic, moralistic, lazy, fair kind of attitude that, that the grace and the salvation that God has given us, that we kind of have like to, to carve our way into Jesus. Many of us think like that. Or, or a lot of us have just given up on that completely. Where they're just like, hey, I'm just trying to hold out just to get to heaven. I mean, that's not the gospel. The gospel isn't like, hey, you know, God was just in a good mood, so he just forgave our sins. I mean, the gospel is God in us, transforming us, you know, working with us, you know, saving us, redeeming us, teaching us. And, and so we have a part to play in that, and whatever part you, you play is that you, you allow that to happen to you. you. You allow that to your open, that God can use you. And so I, I, I'll, be, I'll tell you, I, I'm encouraged when I see people raise their hands to God, because they feel the presence of God in their lives. Who am I to, to, to be critical about that? I mean, yes, we participate, 
But, but our participation isn't that, hey, I got to live this like good life so I can do all this good stuff so I can be like Jesus. Instead, is that, that we want to cultivate this, this openness to God so God can do whatever he wants to do through me and through us. Are we preaching? Are we preaching here? I guess we're preaching, huh? I mean, that's what, what Paul's getting at when we look at these scriptures, is that we would live this life in Jesus, not just in here, but in here. We have a part to play in that, whether or not the fullness of him is in you, but that you live in that, that the gospel is in you. See, the gospel isn't, you know, hey, you're forgiven. I mean, hallelujah to that. I mean, amen that we are forgiven. But it's so much deeper and wider and bigger than that. And for some of us, I know when we have a conversation about the Holy Spirit and a conversation about this, I know for some of us it's, it's uncomfortable to have a conversation like this. I get it. Some of us are just like, nope, it's just not, I'm not interested, it's not for me. And I get that. But there, I know there's a, more than a few of us who read scriptures like this in John 7. I encourage you to even read this whole passage yourself, this whole, you know, in John 7 where it talks about the desert. And, and, and Reach talked about this morning about living water that flows through us because of the spirits. I mean, who doesn't want to grab hold of that? Because the desert is where I feel like most of the time. Or we hear scriptures like the spirit in, in himself testifies the spirit that we are God's children. And who doesn't want that? Or that the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but a matter of power. Where is that? I mean, who, who doesn't want to see more of God? Who doesn't want to see, to experience and feel more of God? And so the way that Jesus makes himself available to us. It's not through, only through his texts. It's not only through the Bible. It's not only through, you know, the, the community, the church. But it's also through the Holy Spirit in us. Amen? Amen. And so I want to end it with this. You know, a lot of times when we come up here as, as ministers and we... We, we talk about a, a message. We really want to leave with, with some discussion questions and a statement where you can walk away and just, just get something out of the message. And so, you know, I just want to speak to us as a church that we would be filled with the Holy Spirit, that we open ourselves up to be filled with God's Spirit in us. And so the first question I, I want us to walk away and just even ask ourselves is, how can I allow the Spirit to work more in my life? How can I work, allow the Spirit to work more in my life? I tell you, for me, I want, I want to be the same person as I stand up over here that I'm down there, Amen. that I'm with my family, that I'm with the church. I want people to see me more like Jesus yeah. rather than this like, bitter, old, like, critical guy. And that's how I am. I feel like that a lot of time. I want to, people, to allow the Spirit to work in me where I can look more like Jesus around my family, around my friends, around wherever I go. You think about, we have, we have teenagers here. How can you allow the Spirit to work more in your life in school? Think about that. How can you be different than anybody else where they really see Jesus in your life you, by allowing that to happen? 
There are people who work full-time, have own their own businesses. The way you treat people, the way you communicate with people, I want you to think about that. How can I allow the Spirit to work more in my life? The second question is, what are areas I need to work on to relying on the Holy Spirit? I mean, this is huge for me, too. Because I got to ask myself, how can I rely on the Spirit more than on myself? I I, want to rely on the Spirit more of being a better father to my son. Rather than being, you know, impatient and frustrated, where I can rely on the Holy Spirit. I want to rely on the Holy Spirit more on how I treat my wife. My wife and I got in a fight yesterday. And it's because I'm working on this lesson, the honest truth. I was like, I need some time. I need to focus on this. And, and, and you know, typically you got to go and, like, go with Ryan, our son. And I'm just thinking, I'm doing this. I'm like, what am I doing? I'm not relying on the Spirit. I had to call my wife and apologize and say, come home. I, I just want to spend time with you. I want to be more like Jesus. I, I don't want to be, you know, something different. I want to rely on the Spirit. And so I want to encourage us as, as, as a church, as a community, how we can re- need to rely more on the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. So what I'm going to do right now, I'm going to pray. And um, after we pray, we're actually going to have a baptism in a second. But also, but before I pray, last week we got these cards. And uh, if you haven't got one of these cards, oh, my gosh. I've been praying through this card this, this week. My wife and I have been praying at nighttime about this card. And, it's about the, you know, about scriptures, about the Holy Spirit, how it can help transform us and work in our lives. And so if you're new here, or, or if, 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 you, if you weren't here last week, uh, the ushers will be, or the, the guest services will be outside, and they'll have these cards. And so you just ask them about it, and they'll give it to you. And also, I just want to close in saying, if, um, if you're new here, um, and you have questions about God, relationship with God, or even about the Holy Spirit, I just want to encourage you to, to, whoever brought you out, whoever you came with, just have some lunch and just have a good, healthy conversation about God. Even about our church. Feel free to ask anything about our church. And so I, I encourage you, if you're here new, please, if you, if you, or even ask us as ministers. Let's pray. Uh, Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you so much. God, I want to thank you so much for having the Spirit in our lives. I pray that allows us to, to, to be different. I pray that Spirit allows us to look more like you, Jesus, on your presence. Spirit, I pray that you're with us, that we can rely on you, uh, on being loving, patient, kindness, gentleness, self-control, God. Help us to be what you want us to be. Guide us, lead us, wherever you're gonna take us. I pray that you're with us. So I want to thank you so much that we have the opportunity to worship you, God, to be connected as a family. In your son's name I pray, amen. amen. So if, if, if you guys can get up and turn around, and some of you guys want to walk up, we're going to have a, a baptism. Thank you. Good morning. Um, I want to introduce Claire Ting. This is, um, she's sophomore at Diamond Ranch High School. And um, today she's making a decision to make Jesus Lord of her life. 
And <laughs> it's an amazing journey. It all started out with Joelle. She goes to Diamond Ranch. She met Taylor, and she got baptized. And then she met Claire, and now she's, today she's getting baptized today. And uh, that is her parents, Jimmy and Grace. And um, yeah, I'm going to have Taylor share, okay? Hi, good morning, church. Um, Claire, I just want to tell you how proud of you I am. Um, it's just amazing to see your heart and just to see the heart you have for God.